It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Never rushed and prepared to perfection using only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. And right now, Eric's Family Barbecue is taking pre-orders for the big game on February 13th. Call or come in now to place your order. $100 minimum and pick up Sunday between 11 and 2. Deadline to order is February 10th. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet mesquite repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Friday. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. There's Brett Fessley. Big Dick Toledo. We're ready to go uh, for another... I don't want to say it, but it's just ridiculous outside right now. It is perfect. I know. Don't, don't. So just inviting. Sedona my face. Sedona my face. <laughs> I have to remind myself. So many of you emailing me uh, constantly about what you're doing when you hear these things. And uh, some guy at a gas station said he heard two people talk. This weather's amazing. We're from New York. Some girl said she pulled up to someone at the stoplight with Iowa plates. Their windows were down, and she said, I did it. She said, uh, HMS troops on the ground. I looked in and uh, waved at them in the window, and they waved back. And then I said, go back to f- Iowa. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. I heard from uh, Send them away. someone was pretty angry. Uh, it was a comment on Instagram. He's saying, if, if Brady doesn't take a deuce, he needs to move back to Ohio. <laughs> That's right. Do Brady. your duty. That's right. Do your duty. Yep. That's right. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. But this this Phoenix Open thing is. Absurd! It is just uh, the, the the TV. I was yesterday. Brady and I had lunch with an old friend and watching on TV. I think we both were made several comments like, "Look at this this place on television." Those those snow people. Turn it off. Those snow people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't want to know, but they're seeing it back in New York, and it's like, my God! So keep it up, everybody. You're doing a great job. Again, those of you new to the program here, what I'm saying is, what can Brown do for you? Mexican, black, anything that scares old white women. Turn it up a notch. Hillbillies even. Hey, it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. Whatever scares liberal cucks away. Yeah. Uh, red Rednecks with uh, open carry like that really are proud of it. Get one of those holsters that sticks out about a foot and a half. Makes you have to go sideways through door frames. Get, uh, get the people afraid of guns out of there. Bringing their ideas. 
keep Whitey away. And the only way to do it is to scare it off with the thing they're most scared of, and that's you Mexicans. So come on. Indians, have, everybody's volunteering. My emails are just littered with, I'm Indian. What can I do? And I'm like, you know what you can do. Everything that you think is racist, start doing it. Like everything you think, well, I can't. Put the feather hat on. Yeah, just for the week. Go nuts with the hat and then get mad at me. You're stomping on my spiritual grounds. Like, oh, my God. They got... And then, you know, the one we'll guy's like, step up. You, uh, John, see what you can do about the KUPD money and get some of He's like, I got low rider clubs. And we'll oh. go out there. And he goes, You want it done? If you're serious about this, yes. get Find us out some what tickets. that costs. Find out what that costs. He goes, We'll pull them over there. Oh, get a thumping. Well, and then the dangerous thing is to get some of those weird white guys. Well, I'm a car guy. Yeah. And he might go, if, you're, yeah, if your lowriders are nice, I want some ghetto trash lowriders. Nah, like, Whitey isn't into the lowriders with hydros and everything else on it. So. They'd, they'd find it amusing. Right, but What still, needs to happen every once in a while. Not my neighborhood. Is you guys with your lowriders bouncing around. Yeah. At, like looking at each other's butterfly knives. Like out, outside <laughs> of the cars. Like everybody, like be so Mexican that day. It would just, <laughs> knives and then like. Loke up. Flannel button. are so important. So important to Get them in the line for the Ubers. Yeah. Picking up the people. Right. The white socks pulled up to the oh, knees hey, and the long dicky yeah. shorts. Just, just smoking weed. Just doobies floating around. Doobies. Hey, you need a ride essay? Doobies are what those old people would call. He's smoking a doobie, that Mexican gentleman. Let's get out of here. Hey, ride for weed, player. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, Holmes. It's legal. Yeah, I just it's been great. Like, all the emails are hilarious. If you're actually following through, it's good, but... God, we don't want them. And our local news is so stupid. All they do is interview these these foreigners. How about this weather? Isn't it pretty great? You're just reminding them they live in crap. And Although this morning uh, it, uh, it was good because, you know, the leading story is the guy barricaded down there on yeah, the yeah. Broadway. That's great the stuff. kind of stuff you need out there. Big breaking news. Some dude barricaded himself. Got cops Crazy. all over. It's like 54th Avenue and something or other. Shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you get into the, the heavy avenues. You're going to have barricades. Avs and Broadway. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's... Yeah, but what we need is that to happen over in the streets and get one up on like 72nd Street in Shea, a barricade situation with someone named Gutierrez, and those just, people will flow back to New York with stories and no desire to come back. Just for this week, then go back to the avenues. Then, yeah, then get your asses back where you belong. <laughs> I got some guy who emailed me because I remember yesterday when I said the thing about uh, we need more unaffordable housing, like affordable housing in nice neighborhoods is the last thing nice neighborhoods really want. And you'll always get that one guilty for success housewife who probably didn't have the success. She's probably living on her husband's coattails, and she goes out and does these speeches about, we need more affordable housing in our area. You know, my kid's school, it's no diversity. And that's the goal is to have, uh, like, you, you know who it's affordable to? The person who can afford it. So I don't want poor people housing in my neighborhood. So I said – Let's give them a half acre and right. put 10 homes in there. <laughs> right. I said more unaffordable housing. This person emailed me all these stats and figures about how – land for this and houses are this and it's impossible to, i'm like yeah that's what it used to be called earning it and then you could like the whole point of the unaffordable area was that you had to work real hard to get into it now if you can just live in arcadia for a couple hundred bucks a month because they built a bunch of shacks there you've ruined the lure i want to live on camelback i don't want an apartment building blobbing up camelback Mountain side next to the castle you have to work to get into those it used to be called ambition achievement, desire, you know, pride. Now it's like, just build something cheap that I can live in the neighborhood too. I'm like, no. So I just basically went back to that big long email about, you don't understand because you've never had to, you don't know my story. You don't know where I had to live and what I had to deal with. 
I grew up upper middle class. It wasn't easy. And now that I'm beyond that, <laughs> that had to be miserable. I'd never go back. Upper middle class sucked. Going back and having to make sure you have enough. That's weird to me. Yuck. Yeah, I don't need you living in my neighborhood. And that's basically what I just emailed back. I'm like, it's this, this type of mentality. I don't want living in my neighborhood because you'll let your yard go. <laughs> and that was all. And then we stopped exchanging. I was also almost a hero last night, Brady. Me and my friend Mark Stebbing. Can you brag about almost being awesome? Sure. And I mean really felt great about myself. I mean really great. And Mark was the same. Mark, What could have happened? A banker of gold, Mark, my friend Mark Stebbings. We are the one. We bought our season tickets together. Mark and I both bought a seat. We bought our tickets together. And it's worked out swimmingly. It's been a comely exchange, Brady. Oh, well, that's a look it up. Uh, I thought that was your new uh, lifestyle. Sorry. <laughs> it's also that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I got an email from a guy last night, and uh, he got kind of screwed. And, it, and it, the digital ticket era to me has always been fine until it's not. Like it's, uh, the, it, I like the tangible ticket. I like holding a ticket. I like having knowing I'm going to get into the arena with my ticket, unless it's a fake ticket, and that comes out, you know, completely obvious. Uh, this guy. Name, uh, I'll say his name, uh, Brandon, emails me yesterday about 7 o'clock. Now, I'm laid up still. I don't like sitting in a chair very long. My, my ass hurts from my surgery. So last night's Suns game, starting at 8 o'clock and getting all that stuff arranged, would have been a pain in the ass. I'm a little slow, so I wasn't going to go to the game. Mark was also not going to go to the game. We tried to sell him and just didn't put much effort in, so they didn't sell. I get a text about, uh, I don't know, it was like 7 o'clock. Game starts at 8. He says, I'm a veteran. And uh, I've dealt with a great organization called VetTix, and people and organizations donate tickets to different events for veterans to attend. I know VetTix; it's a great, it's a great operation. Uh, I said I've had some awesome experiences. Lo and behold, I got drawn to a Suns game tonight. The Bucks, the rematch, section one hundred two, row one. Dude's right down front. That's Man, one section. Sweet. That's, that's basically center court, front row, right next to the bench. And he said, or so I thought I had those. I arrived and my ticket showed invalid. Went to the ticket office, come to learn the sales uh, people accidentally sent the pristine tickets to vet tickets, so they didn't tell me that they revoked my ticket and sold them to someone else. Ugh. So they get the double sale. And that's oh, what the, I had that happen in the playoffs when they tried to. And we had it happen in uh, L.A. too. They double sold our tickets there accidentally. Because if one computer says they're available and they're not, they get double sold. And now you got these people with tickets in their phones and one's not valid uh so he said then the Suns did something i think the Suns need to make this right on top of it all they offered him tickets in the nosebleeds up in the high 200s he said i declined because i like you will not sit in the 200 level <laughs> said especially because what i had in my apple wallet was front row now do i make a case out of this i feel like they should on a mistake i went i think i think you should that's yeah. definitely should you know you're a veteran uh they 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 you know pat themselves on the back on a regular basis at sporting events to say, let's stand up if you're a veteran and the rest of us will all clap and act like they're in it for the vets and they do those, you know, camouflage nights and things <laughs> like that. So put your money where your mouth is and actually stand up for the veterans. I think the Suns will do that, Brandon, if that's the case. But then there I am sitting there thinking, you know, I got a pair of tickets. They were 500 bucks each on sale. It was a big game. And I'm like, uh, I could sell these tickets to the guy or – I'll just give them to him. Text my, my cohort, Mark. I'm like, Mark, I got this guy who kind of got, he's a veteran, he's this and that. And Mark goes, if he's legit, let's give it over. I mean, he's legit. We can do this. And he goes, done. And I'm like, you, my friend, 
are a humble hero of the banking community, Mark Stebbings. <laughs> so he, without question, dropped it, said, let's do it. I'm like, all right. I text Brandon back. Didn't hear back from him. He texted me back. and goes, oh, man, we're already at home. We sent the babysitter home. Thanks, though. But for about a half hour, I was swelled with pride that I'd done my part for the American Armed Forces. Yeah, it would have worked out nice. Uh, an unbelievable story for me later, Brady. For me right. to tell about what a wonderful person I was about this, this downtrodden veteran who'd done so much for our country. And I was about to say, you know what? Here you are. They're not front row, but they're really good seats, and I want you to have them. So it wouldn't have been for anybody else. It was simply because I admire him as a veteran. Now he got home. He's like, nah, thanks. I'm just going to drink here. And I was like, well, now what the F am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be, supposed to be glowing and walking around the house going, man, what a guy. It didn't move the needle. I, I, I'm trying to learn the new 2022 right. way of living, which is me. It still goes down as a loss. I'm amazing. I'm a, I've seen the Lizzo commercial. I'm amazing. And people were going to tell me so. And then he said, no. And yeah, now it's, just a, now it's just missing your parlay by a point, for God's sakes. And so, so Mark ended up going to the game. And I'm like, you know, we were heroes. For a little bit, we were, we're those guys who gave our tickets to a veteran. We're a commercial. We're a Super Bowl ad. Well, you still made the effort, so it, that, that counts. That's a good thing. counts, but it doesn't. Because it does. In the end, yeah, it's could, his fault he didn't It only him. counts. Now, now he's a jerk. <laughs> How dare right, you? Yeah. offered him up. It, he sort of stole my valor. <laughs> he stolen valor from a veteran. That's, that's even better as a story. And I was it's, almost so amazing, Brady. Imagine if you guys would have grammed that, do a little TikTok. Oh, like, oh Viral. Completely. And it would have been even better because I'd have been dressed as like a ladybug and then like <laughs> revealed myself as the guy with the tickets and then his kids would have seen Tears. him. Kids would have seen him for the first time in like three years. We'd have had a big reveal. Oh, nope. Brandon kind of screwed me out of it. But I'm pr- I, mean, I think you should make a stink on that. Those digital tickets get confused. But I was so proud of myself. I didn't realize... You know, and that's, I've been saying this for years as a cynic and kind of an a-hole deep down, is that every time you do something nice, and it shows constantly on Instagram and Facebook, which sickens me that people are so, I'm, I'm tongue-in-cheek in this, people are so quick to say how great they've been. Uh, you know, the, the flag or the Columbine Forever people or the pat on their own backs about all, all, all the good they've done. And, uh, you know, you're supposed to let other people tell you that. But I'm changing. I'm changing with the times. When I do something good, I'm going to tell everybody that I'm great. Not the thing I did that was great. I'm great. I was amazing last night. And so was Mark Stebbings. You're brave. You know what's even better about it? I told Mark Mark last night, I'm like, we're pretty good people. Like, we're joking back and forth. I'm like, you know, we just did a really good thing. We're just before I heard back. So we're good guys. So when I transfer these over, I hope you feel how how amazing you are because we're amazing. And he goes, oh, I do. And I said, and you're going to hear about it tomorrow on the radio. I said, you're going to hear about all the credit you're going to get us. The banker with a heart of gold. Mark's a, he's like, no, you said, you know what? Leave me out of it. You take all the credit. And I'm like, now you're the humble banker with a heart of gold, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Trying to outdo you. It's amazing. I said, I don't have that humility you've got. You're toting that around. You're, gonna, you're willing to do this anonymously? My God, what a humble banker with a heart of gold Mark Stebbings is. But, he but now you're wearing a shirt that says, way to go, Brandon. <laughs> way to go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's all I was trying to do, Brandon. But it is kind of cruddy. I hate that. I've, I've stood in that uh, son's line, and I kind of feel bad for the counter people because they didn't do it. And then I feel really bad for the ticket person. When I had those finals tickets and they, they were coming up invalid, I mean, that's no joke. That thing was getting into the $20,000 range, and everybody in the box couldn't get in because the tickets were like double. I don't know what they were doing. They weren't, they weren't valid. And I'm like, I, I know for a fact my money worked because I can show you where you took it out of my account. But when it's working – 
which it is for a it's lot of people. It's pretty clean. That exchange, like yeah. imagine trying to oh, figure out tickets, tickets with one hour. True. You could do it Wouldn't happen. 15 minutes before a game now. Wouldn't happen. What I'd have said then is my hero status would have been like, hey, tell you what, uh, pick a game and I'll give you my tickets to that just to make good on that. And he, he texts back, goes, you're a good dude, Holmberg. And I'm like, and all I thought was, I know. I am. But we're home already. Like, damn it, Brandon. You're killing. You, you've stolen my valor. You damn son of a. Anyway, but I didn't I go back and say, hey, could you say that one more time? Let me record it. <laughs> Why don't you send me a voice yeah. message? I'm going to give you my number. Don't, don't abuse it. You need to put don't that out it. There. If I give you my number, don't, don't go calling me all the time or sending me memes. I get plenty of those. Just fire back. Geez, Holmberg, you're the best person ever. But he stole my valor. I felt, I felt really powerful. But stolen valor. It happens. And this is why I live in unaffordable housing. It's because of things like this. You know, I've achieved a lot, and I have the ability to be better than most people. I think it's, is this the world that we live in now? I think, I think I'm doing it right, right? This is the Instagram. I think I'm doing the Lizzo thing. It's your thing. world. It's all that really matters. Mm-hmm. I follow Instagram. I know what you people do. I know how, it's, how it is to talk about yourself. I've seen the, the commercial at the end. Somebody just told me I'm beautiful. And they're right. No, you're supposed to say thank you. Thank you, and then just walk away and go, thank you very much. That's nice. But no, nowadays you just talk about how great you are. And, and I can throw, do that. At least throw in a makeup tip or something, oh, you know, after the fact. Great at that. Because you could do the Cindy Crawford thing. Oh, the meaningful beauty. You have Forget all it. the makings. That was uh, my favorite thing about watching the two minutes of the uh, NFL honors last night, which they have. They try to make it like the Oscars, and they brought up uh, – who's the, uh, the dude for the Saints that's got the big smile, Cameron uh, – no, I can't remember his name. He's the, the edge rusher. Great dude. Uh, total personality. Jordan. Smith? Cameron Jordan. Oh. And uh, he's on there, and they said uh, – they're talking to him, and they said, uh, well, it's great to – and this is so – the NFL is just so terrible at trying to make conversation out of a sold moment. And Cam Jordan's talking to some people on the red carpet, like, oh, Cam, it's great to have you here. Tell us, I mean – uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite part of the night? And he goes, man, this night just makes me smile. Well, you've got an electric smile, Cameron. He goes, yeah, sure, man. It makes me smile. Think about all the great things we've done for charity. And that's why when I smile, I'm happy that I have Invisalign. Oh. Invisalign is it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not a, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And when he had the nerve to say that his smile by Invisalign brought to you by was because of all the nice charitable events that the NFL is part of. I'm like, oh my God, you're taking, I don't know how much money from Invisalign to go on TV to run that, you know, endorsement to talk about charity work. Oh, some of those guys get paid like, you get a million bucks, get on TV 10 times, you get a million more. Oh yeah. You know, and they try to parade it. That's why they hate, when I was on Media Row in the Super Bowl, in uh, back when the Cardinals and Steelers played, Toledo and I were there, and they want you to interview all of the people because each interview counts as like a check mark for that person. And then at the end, they're like, he got on 77, he, he reached you know this many different hosts, he got on this many things, and they add bonuses to how many times you can get the product on the air locally, nationally, all sorts of stuff. And, uh, and Kevin James and people like that have a straight fee. But Leslie Visser from CBS selling whatever it is she Merlin was selling. Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson, and I don't remember what he was selling, was not happy there. But when you say no, you don't want you don't want Brooklyn Decker. Like I don't think she really is going to add much to this. We ended up taking her, but I don't think she's going to add much. Okay, Brooklyn, De- the the Sports Illustrated model. She's dating Andy Roddick, and I'm like, yeah, I now married. I suppose well, they didn't know that then, Brad. Oh yeah, yeah, they wouldn't say now married because that would have been a time machine. <laughs> I would have been like, well, you should do all the interviews. You've got the time machine. 
But yeah, so they're trying to get you, and they they hate when you say no. They hate it. But the reason we would say no is because of that. You want Cam Jordan of the Saints? Like, yeah, he's got to mention Invisalign nine times in two minutes. You got two minutes, and I'm like, well, this isn't that we're not having a conversation. Have him come on and talk about his his clear braces, and we'll move on. But it was it reminds me of the Kobe story of the guy that had to get the the day Kobe died, and he's trying to deliver the news as pointly as possible. And then, but he also had to get that ad in there, and he's like, it's all bad. Today is just bad. And but there's it, only a handful. Have, hold on, I got to finish it, Brady. Said it's all bad. Yeah, everything's terrible today, but it doesn't have to be. You can save fifteen percent or more in your car insurance just by calling Geico. <laughs> the guy on the other side's like, "Yeah, <laughs> terrible day for Kobe, but a great day for your insurance agent." Anyway, yeah, it's nuts, but it's that was disgusting, and I turned it. And Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. How he lost? How do you not give it to Tom Brady? The man had. I hate Tom Brady. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, and that's another thing where the NFL has turned into the the wrestling is that they know their most polarizing figure, the guy that embarrassed them all year long. Ooh, we're mad at Aaron Rodgers, and then they hand him the MVP. He had a great season. The numbers. Uh, Tom Brady's were better. They were. Yes, he had the best. Tom Brady statistically had like the second best season of his career. Tom Brady led the league in, like, everything. He was incredible this year. Aaron Rodgers was right there. They're great numbers. But, I mean, the guy's 44. He's been the face of your NFL, like it or not, for the whole entire— He's, he's going to— He's re- retired. Well, they didn't know that time of voting, but still, give it to him. The dude was incredible, and that's the and one you the want MVP up there. MVP based on? Well, it's all regular season everything. It's nothing after. So that's why his losses in the playoffs don't matter. But I thought maybe there'd be a little— uh, dig into the side of Aaron this year with that whole COVID thing and the kind of lying to his team. Like, you can't be the MVP and cause that much turmoil for your team, even though they got around it. It's, you know, they try to say, oh, it's all about numbers. It's not. It's a political game. I just, and so he got that. And it's like, blech. It's, it's, it, blech. They're, they're all a show. It's the whole thing's a damn show. But we'll see a big one Sunday. You guys should come out. Brady, I got the. Tom Wintermeyer done his due diligence with my request. We have got Skyline Chili on the menu at CB Live Sunday up there in Scottsdale for our Super Bowl party. Oh, you're going to try it. When you look at it, it looks like something you'd be like, oh, God, there's worms in my my ground beef. And the only thing I'll say about this is whatever they're making up there at at CB Live will be better than anything you'd get in Cincinnati because they've got like decent ingredients and all that stuff. Not not a you know better than Skyline and Gold Star, yeah, right. But oh, but, I you but there's restaurants that do that. You'd rather have a restaurant make the uh, Cincinnati. Chili. I'd rather have no one make Cincinnati chili. Cincinnati chili. It, Cincinnati chili is a nickname for diarrhea. Brady. Now you're laughing. It's Cincinnati you chili. Yeah. But you guys have to come up. Brady's Bengals Super Bowl party is happening on Sunday. That's what we're calling it. Somebody Holmberg. hit bound on tap. Yeah. Oh, got, yeah, oh yeah. Right. We got the Holmberg bound out there. We got Cuban sandwiches for some reason. We're six foot long Cuban I know, sandwich. But I really don't understand the tie back. But okay. Somebody hit me back and we're asking, is it okay? And I, I wasn't sure about this. Is, is it okay to wear your team to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Sure. That's what I thought, but I was I mean, like, oh, I don't know. Sort I mean, of stupid, but sure. If you want to wrap. So your are you team. gonna are you gonna roll in a Steelers jersey? No. KUPD stuff. Yeah. My Steelers aren't in it. Right. That's I, how I, I feel. But I don't want to wander around and celebrate my loser season. This is for the Rams and Bengals to celebrate. One of those two teams will walk away with a reason to smile this year. The Bengals uh, will probably even celebrate second place. <laughs> but 
it'll be, uh, you know, one team, it's it. So it's Rams fans, that's it. And I ran into a Rams fan yesterday at Physical Therapy. The guy, Steven, the guy working with me is a Rams fan. And I'm like, you're one. Like, you're, I don't know many of you. I don't know that you're out there. i got a couple people I know of, but just randomly running into him. And he's been a Rams fan from L.A. So they're, they're out there. If you Rams fans want to come to Brady's Bengals Super Bowl Chili Skeddy Party, well, it's out there Sunday. You can and- have some of the Cuban sandwich. I guess. <laughs> can have that community six-footer of Cuban. It's got cocaine in it, so I'm sure that'll be the best part. Uh, we're going to do a bunch of, like, uh, the giveaways are insane. U-Fest tickets like crazy. We're going to hand those out. We got Ghost and Volbeat tickets for uh, the squares. We're going to build the, the, the squares for uh, gambling for the Super Bowl. And then just randomly, whenever a team scores, that's the square that gets something. So if you have a square, there's a good chance you're going to walk out of there with tickets. And uh, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, they're going to give us a show. On a punt, we'll do a giveaway for every time it, they have to punt it, which could be 13 times. I don't think that's going to happen. Prize. You can okay. give your punt prizes away. <laughs> I pass on that. Brady's punt pass and kick game sounds horribly boring. Uh, well, you know what we'll do? Every time there's a punt, Brady will uh, will face f- your uh, bowl of chili. He'll just go right into the, the select bowl of chili, and he'll eat it with just his face, just like a Cincinnatian word. Uh, but, yeah, we got it all. So if you guys want to come out. And the squares that we do get donations for, I think we're doing $20 a square to fill that board up. And then all that money goes right to the Humane Society, which is phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Love it. Can't wait for that. Super Bowl party's going to go. And Dr. Dre and the guys were on yesterday and guaranteed that no dicks will be shown, which made them more nervous. Because, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be this, let's talk to the halftime entertainment show. Bring them on up here. And then Dr. Dre's like, yeah, I talk Snoop and Eminem, and they ain't going to be whipping their junk out on stage. <laughs> and it's like, everybody, was that a possibility? Oh, my God, these Negroes have lost their mind. <laughs> One of them's white. I know. And then he said it was mostly Eminem wanted to do it. But he said, I talked to him. None of that's going to happen. It's going to be a good show. Now they're yeah. there, oh, no. There's Here no we go. Dongs on the stage. I am excited about the halftime show. I think it's going to be. Because it relives your child while well, you're, yeah. you're, you know, your it's a, early 20s or whatever. It's got its nostalgia. Yeah. It's got uh, an L.A. tie. It makes sense to the community, and it's you'll forget how much energy and greatness comes from that group of people. Let's make it all happen in 12 minutes. Now, there, there are going to be people who hate rap that don't want that on the stage, but, I mean, we're talking about classic rap. We're talking about the stuff that made this more than just kind of a blech. Little, you know, Houdini and Will Smith and all the, the Run DMCs were out there, but they were, you know, this, the Dre and Snoop and the, those guys changed everything. Death Row. Every death, death Row, which now Snoop owns, changed everything. And so those guys on stage, I'm excited about this one. I think this is kind of cool. And I can't wait to see, like, our audience. Well, I think we'll see mostly Cincinnati fans because we're having that skyline. So they'll be busy eating. They won't care about <laughs> The black we'll guys on stage dancing. We'll stop for that. Yeah. That's right. Just keep eating, Brunhilde. You're going to do great. Is the bongo winning? You're not watching the game? I am so in this kitty. Silly kitty. Oh, Kentucky. I like that they have it by a different name. But that's all Cincinnati is, is North Kentucky. And it is a horrifying place. Brady's wearing his Bengals shirt today. Never thought you'd be wearing that in February for a reason. Ever. It's a special, special moment. It is. It's very special. Good luck to you. We're all counting on you to make Browns fans sad. I don't think it's going to happen. 
I'd like some Browns fans. How about this? I'll tell you this. Browns fans, you show up in your Browns jerseys of whatever shamed and disgraced player that you have. Tim Couch, Spurgeon Wynn, even the current Baker Mayfield, anything. You show up, I'm going to buy you a cup of chili for free. Because <laughs> I know you can't afford it. You're a Browns fan. You don't have a good job. Everything in your life is a failure. Everything. So Bengals fans coming out and get yourself some Skyline Chili. All us normal people, come on out and watch fat people eat Skyline Chili. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you haven't seen it until you've seen them sucking that chili meat through a, through a noodle. And the meat hits their lips and acts like a filter. And then their fat lips get chili juice in their mustaches. And then she just keeps sucking. And then she licks her mustache at the end and goes, that was delicious. That sounds horrendous. Oh, we should do Lady in the Tramp, but I don't feel like sharing. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. The person that, I want to give a prize to the person who weighs the most. That's going to be seven, 800 pounds. <laughs> Easy. Cincinnati. 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 <laughs> and the sluttiest Los Angeles Rams fan. How about that? I like that. I like, I like that, that one because I don't, I don't think the L.A. Rams fans are... I think we're going to have a decent-looking group. Anyway, we'll see. Sunday up there at CB Live. Very excited about it. Tons of stuff to give you guys. Let's just have a party. Goof off and watch the Super Bowl at a great place, shall we? Let's start off this Friday right now. Give us a wake-up song. 585-9800, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.